Welcome back, folks, to Two Bits One Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles and a netcracker, Dan Masters, with my good friend, a man who sells musical equipment and the leader of Hockey Human Resources. Hello, every human. Well, how are you doing? Uh, very well, thank you, Dan. Very well. I'm not just a man who sells the uh, the gear, as, as those in the know call it. Uh, I also <laughs> purchase gear as well, in all its forms. Right, so you purchase gear and sell gear. I, I not definitely not a drug dealer, but I do trading gear. Okay. What did you buy then? Uh, I bought a smaller amplifier. I, I traded in all my all my like gigging standard stuff and just got a little little baby's first amp so I can make noise rather than just the sound of plastic hitting against metal. So you've kind of gone from Napalm Death to Mumford and Sons then? <laughs> no, no. I've, I've gone from I've gone from Black Sabbath to <laughs> that. Did you ever watch Two and a Half Men? No, I have self-respect. All right, fair enough. Um, all right, well, I've gone from Black Sabbath to your fucking 12-year-old cousin who's just got his first red Yamaha Stratocaster and he's oh, okay, in- fair incessantly playing Smoke on the Water non-stop for eight hours a day. Yeah, yeah, I know there's people. Okay, good, it's that's good I'm, to know. I'm now one of them again. And, and because I've traded in the, the higher, sort of higher range gear, I've also forgotten how to play the three songs I knew how to play beforehand. So now I'm back to just smoke all the water. What were the three songs you used to play? What songs did you rip off the most? Oh, that's a... That's a what, what songs did I rip off? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just learned one chord shape and was like, well, if I just fucking move this around, I can just claim they're different songs. Uh, <laughs> so Fair enough. Yeah, I, I can't think. There are definitely things I've, I've ripped off, but I can't think of anything specific. Did you happen this week to celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day? I always celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day whenever it is. Any great day brought what to my day. attention. How how old was Bobby Bonilla when they started paying that contract? Because obviously like 2011, wasn't it? <laughs> so he must have been in his fucking. I know he did this last year, but <laughs> he must have been in his fucking forties when. Is it the Mets? Is I want to say the White Sox. Fucking the Mets. yeah, White Sox. Mets. I believe whoever it fucking is. Yeah, whatever. Like mid forties, right? <laughs> I saw this fucking Bobby Bonilla shit out. There was something else that happened this week as well that we've mentioned before, which was that uh, PNC Arena changed their bulbs into the uh, into the rainbow bulbs. Oh, fucking <laughs> and I think those two things now mark the midpoint of the year for me. It's PNC changing Bulb Arena Day and it's Bobby Bonilla Day. And I always think, oh yeah, we're about June, aren't we? Don't okay, we? that's how I mark the uh, midpoint of the year from now on. <laughs> fucking summer started. <laughs> Summer started. It's Bulb Day and Bobby Bonilla Day. Forget the forget the solstice. We don't need we don't need Stonehenge anymore. We've grown, we've outgrown the need for Stonehenge. We've got fucking Bobby Bonilla and the changing of the bulbs. <laughs> Sorry, mate. It's it's July, so we do not care about the gays anymore. Could not give a fuck about them. It's true. A fantastic retweet you had this week, my friend, about uh, the first of July and how suddenly all the companies' logos have been. Uh, going back to Sans Rainbow, as we say, it's, it's fucking shameful. Like, at least it's ridiculous, into, like, isn't it? Like, I, I bet these people leave their fucking Christmas trees up longer than they leave the fucking rainbow flags on their Twitter profiles up for. <laughs> it's like July the seventh, and so July the seventh, January the seventh. We're like, oh, I should probably sort that tree out, shouldn't we? Double O, double O on July the first. Get that fucking rainbow shit off of my Twitter profile. It's one of those, it's, it is one of those things where you just think there are people being paid fortunes to come up with ideas like this, where they think, you know what, 
to support pride and also to like kind of look cool and you know that we understand what people are going through why don't we change our logo to put a rainbow in the background and at no point nobody said if we change it back on the first july it's going to look a bit fucking shady in it and no <laughs> nobody went oh yeah you're right <laughs> no just don't give a shit <laughs> That's that's it. It's, it is shameless. It is like seriously. If you just wait until like the third of July, people wouldn't fucking notice. First of July, it's got to be done. It's got to be done because we only want to care as long as we have to, as long as society deems we must care. It's the it's the St Louis Blues having their fucking Pride Night at a local bar for an away game viewing party. It's it's exactly that. Christ, did you know what? Actually, um, I my Pride flag turned up this week. I was very happy. When your Guess, pride flag uh, or your NHS flag, there's a distinct difference. No, I got a, a pride flag. I got the full. I got the proper one as well, with the um, you know the triangles. Brock McGillis has got that as his profile picture, hasn't he? Yeah. So obviously there was the rainbow pride flag, and then it's been updated. There's like the trans so pride include, flag. Uh, yeah, and like minorities and all that kind of thing as well. So it turned up, but it's it, I'm really chuffed because it's fucking huge. Where, <laughs> like, where yes. You, when's your flagpole turning up? I'm kind of thinking I don't know where to put it because I just I'm not sure, and I thought maybe like leave it in, like, on my um, my parcel shelf in my car maybe, or yeah. like, I mean kind of hang out of the um, I've got an office upstairs. I thought maybe hang out of the office window somehow kind of tie it up because it, it does get quite windy around here, so it, it would fly, which would be quite cool. But I've got to decide where to put it now. I'm not sure. Are you, I assume you're not taking down your St George's Cross that has "It's Coming Home" in white letters across the middle of it. <laughs> It's shit, isn't it? After, I can't even say I'm proud of being from Britain because it just brings up the worst images of people. The British flag's just being co-opted by absolute cunts and I fucking hate it. I hate it. And the thing I love about Britain is the thing that they've tried to turn against everyone else. And I love the fact that we have this multicultural, diverse society and I can go to a, like, a million places around the country, get a million kinds of foods, learn millions different, you know, like loads of different languages, cultures, and and it's just all... Fucking and that flag now just means you're just an absolute raging twat and a oh, it drives me mad. Gotta fucking swap it out, really, haven't we? Let's just change the flag. Fuck the fucking flag. Let's go. See you later. We need to get. We need to start be more. Be more proud of like your your county's flag. Yeah. What's what's the? Here's <laughs> a fucking tangent. What's the county flag then for where you're from? It's fucking. So do you know the Essex woman with the three swords? Oh yeah, everyone knows the three swords because that's a powerful flag. Imagine the Essex one, but instead of swords, you got fucking fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's powerful, mate. I like it. Now the flag of Norfolk is like half yellow, half black, with a white diagonal stripe through it and arrowheads across it. Fucking okay, okay. That's fucking weird. Not as good as the arm of fish. I'll tell you that. So it's one thing, one bad thing to uh to be displaying a union flag out your fucking yeah. window or whatever. But these twats who have proper flagpoles and a fucking union flag flying in your back garden, like, mate, get a new fucking hobby. I reckon I could have a union flag and my pride flag at the same time. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think you've got an element. <laughs> I've just massively confused people. You've got an Hang element. Hang on a minute. Of... The guy who lives there is an absolute skinhead. But he seems to be a skinhead with a heart of gold. It's interesting. <laughs> People are going to think you're like that fucking 60-year-old geezer who like, you know, hates fucking, he's proper racist, proper homophobic, proper sexist, but then his son comes out as gay, so he's like, oh, okay, I've got I've to love the gays now. <laughs> yeah. Still fuck the rest of them, though. 
Christ. So the Cheshire flag is it's three golden sheaves of wheat and a golden blade on a blue background. Mate, that's pretty I'm looking at it and it's like it's like a really shit version of the Trey Crona. It looks like it looks like some kid's done it in MS Paint in IT class when he was twelve. Design me a flag. You know the Sweden thing. We like the Sweden thing, but but we don't have any kings. What do we have? We got got wheat. Yeah, got loads of wheat. Why not? Some guy found a sword in a canal once. Yeah, that'll do. Fucking there we go, mate. <laughs> I've I've completely misremembered that Yama flag as well. So it's it's a standard shield, half blue, half red, and it's <laughs> the red half's got the head of a lion, and the blue half has got the tail of a fish. That's the fucking lion, lion fish mermaid. So that, yeah, that's like the worst mythical creature Wait, ever invented. Fucking what? Fucking nut jobs invented all these flags? Who? Who? Mate, who was invented? No idea. Them? You've got to be fucking off it, haven't you? Talk. Yeah. Speaking of gear, people invented those flags. <laughs> fucking eight, eight in the morning. After like a fourteen-hour cocaine bender, <laughs> Robinson, <laughs> where's that Cheshire flag? <sighs> Nearly done. I've got a fucking idea here. <laughs> yeah. right, what's double R? Jesus. Lions. What do we love to eat? Fish. Lion. Fish. Put it on the fucking flag. Bang. Done. <laughs> Finished. But don't forget in June to put a rainbow behind it. So, you know. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Dear me. Only one thing really to talk about this week, which is the Hub Cities being decided. No, I'm just kidding. Who gives a shit? Great. Toronto and Edmonton. Okay, who cares? Is that, is that actually confirmed? Because the last thing I saw yeah. was one of Bobby Mack's very cryptic tweets of, I'm not saying it's definitely happening, but if I had to guess. <laughs> everywhere I'm reading, well, everywhere I'm read now says it's Toronto and Edmonton. Okay, great. God, what? I fucking pity those poor beat writers you've now got to churn out an article about Toronto and Edmonton because apparently that's important but it, whatever would have, would have taken an absolute genius to predict that both hub cities would be in Canada wouldn't it <laughs> yeah. absolute so fucking genius so out of the gate the draft lottery was unpredictable and pretty amazing we were completely wrong in our predictions in that every single team apart from maybe one got completely screwed over I want to say congratulations to all the fans of placeholder team E. It's been a long time since you guys have had a, a, a you know a first overall pick. You must have followed team E for so long, and to have now won the lottery is is amazing for team E's fans. So I want to say well done to team E. Not the Winnipeg Jets, definitely not the Winnipeg Jets. It's team E, not the Winnipeg Jets. Definitely not the Winnipeg Jets. Definitely team not. E. Definitely not team E. So, so if you're a Jets fan, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It's not your team. It's team E. Team E, all the way. I think before we get before we get into the teams that could possibly now win the draft and what it means for them and why it's good or bad or whatever, no one's really talking about how much of a win the Kings got in this. Oh, I don't know. Because about that. I think I've not seen anything fucking, about it. Fucking Rob Blake was on Thirty One Thoughts. Obviously I've not listened yet. Yeah, there you go, you see. Yeah, uh, okay, they, fair, they enough, did, fair enough. They did cover the fact that the Kings got the second overall pick. I don't want to ruin it, but they did mention it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> but but yeah, that's a fucking touch when they go from fourth to second. That's that's good. You... Not only that, when we talk about the king's depth, but they're now going to be adding at least a Quentin Byfield into that depth with Alex Turkett, Arthur Kellyeff, fucking Sam Fajimo, politically like Velardi, Kapari, Bjornfurt, Grundstrom, Kel Clegg, Akil Thomas. And, like, and now they're either going to add a franchise winger or centre as well. Fucking hell. Unless they overthink it and go for like Tim Stutzel and he fucking flames out. <laughs> I don't think they will. But I, I think it's got to be I Byfield, don't think they will either. If Byfield doesn't yeah, go it's, second it's, overall, someone's, yeah, someone's, yeah, someone's done a bad job there. But fair, yeah, fair play. You know, congrats to the Kings. They've still got some nasty contracts on there. It's one thing having all the good prospects coming up, but you've got to have space in the lineup and and on the on the books to sort of fit them in in the long run. And you've still got long term deals for Drew Doughty, Andrew Kopitar, Jeff Carter, Jonathan Quick, and Dustin Brown as well. Which you know, like their Carter and Brown isn't as long as it, as they could be, and yeah, Doughty and Kopitar are still good players. But still, I, th- I think there's a bit of administrative work for the rebuild, for want of a better way of putting it. But at least it, at least it gives you options, doesn't it? Having all those players, it's just options that you know what? Maybe three. Or, if you've only got three or four prospects that are real top grade, you think you know, Christ, like fifty percent of these better hit, or we've kind of like really fucked up. Yeah, definitely. Whereas if you've got as many as the Kings have got, God, I mean, if four, like you're looking at four or five or six of them. Are going to be in that team in a few years, and and proper and, contributors, not just fucking Dwight King yeah. up. Could be a real dynasty there in Los Angeles, a real dynasty, and they've gone about it the right way. So you know they've managed their turnaround really, really well. I don't, and I think I, they've been rewarded rewarded for it. I think so, and and obviously it's yet to reap its rewards yet. Like they're not as far along as, as say like Vancouver or whatever, but this is still a team that has won two cups in the last ten years. Whereas you yeah. you compare them to pretty much all the other teams in in their position, like your Ottawa's, your Rangers, your Ducks, your your Red Wings, fucking whoever, none of them have the hardware. So really, even the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks haven't properly gone into a rebuild, have they? And it's not like they're clinging on to contention. So I think they've, yeah, they they've done pretty well there. It's true. I mean, at the end, of, yeah, at the end of the decade, they're only one of what six teams have won a cup in the last ten years. So. See that many, you know, and they've kind of was it six, wasn't it? Blackhawks, Bruins, Kings, Penguins, Penguins, yeah, Caps, Blues. Blues, yeah, fucking hell. There you go. Ten years is a long time. Ten, <laughs> ten years is a long time. So for they've, it, it seems like they've, they have gone about doing things the right way. They have had their success. They paid for it initially, and then they start to think, you know what, we need to turn this around. Turned it around. Jettison some players off. I still think they're now going to try and. Obviously, they're going to try and jettison off a few more. But like, but like, you know, if you're looking at guys like Quick and Carter and all that kind of thing, you don't mind eating a bit of their contract now. If you know you've got rookies who can come through on ELCs and that kind of thing, because you're like, well, I've, you know, I've got three years of this guy at like nine fifty or whatever, so it's it's not that big a deal. Yeah, you can. By almost, the time he's ready to get his contract, the others will have left anyway. Yeah, you can almost absorb it as a bit of a bit of a tax. I wondered if I was gonna. I'll, I'll probably talk about this when we get to a few other teams, but. The teams that are kind of winger heavy, do you see any scenario where teams are looking and taking Byfield first? No. Nah. If they just don't need wingers. See if a team if a team needs if a team is desperate for that absolute like, okay, this is our centre, this is the guy. 
Because there are a couple of teams that are like better on the wings than they are down the middle. Or you subscribe to the theory of you just take the best player possible and work it out down the road. I think especially, I think especially when you're talking first overall, you don't want to you don't want to mess around with it, do you? And like, although this has been a bit of a funny one, like it doesn't necessarily feel like Alexis Lafreniere has been hyped up as much as say Conor McDavid or Austin Matthews or whoever. Probably because he is a winger. I think there's still enough of a gap between him and Byfield that it's a no-brainer, really. It's not like their level, like Byfield has still been very, very, very good, but Lafreniere's on enough of another level that it shouldn't be a choice, I don't think. Yeah, I guess so. I, I know what you mean. I mean, I don't want to... Because centers are hard to come by. True. Hell, if, if you're that set on it, I think you'd do well to try and trade back. If you rather than just selecting Byfield, because you'd be able to get Byfield plus rather than just getting Byfield, or if you trade back a bit further, you could get Rossi plus or Perfetti plus. Yeah, good point. Because there, there are other good centers. You know, I, I'm not saying that Marco Rossi or Cole Perfetti are as good as Quentin Byfield is, but if you could come away with Marco Rossi and I don't fucking know Jamie Drysdale, Lucas Raymond, Alex Holtz, Anton Lundell, then you'd be laughing, wouldn't you? That's true. If you okay, okay then. Here's another question off that then. If you're whoever wins it, or the Kings, and the Sens come to you and say we'll give you three and five for your second or your first, what would you do? Yeah, I, I take it. If it, if I'm if I'm the Kings, I take it without even thinking about it. Will you will you move back one spot to get the fifth overall pick? Yes, I fucking will. Thank you very much. See you later. But I yeah. think I think for the first, it depends on who it is, doesn't it? I'm trying to think. Who's got who's got loads of wingers? That's in the list. Not Edmonton, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so the Maple Leafs get it. Yeah, I'd trade that for three and five without a doubt. Part of me thinks if I'm any of the upper echelon teams, you know, teams who already have that first overall pick caliber player, like your Pittsburghs, like your Torontos, even your Carolinas yeah. to an extent, would you rather get two? Very good prospects, rather than Alexis Frenier. Lafrenier. Like I think, I think there's merit to that. If I was in that position, and if I was on, you know, the team that got its first overall, and the Sens come to me and say, "We'll give you three and five for your one," I would have to. It would take me a long time to say yes or no. I'd, I'd man, there'd be some serious conversations. I couldn't make a snap decision on that. No, definitely not. But then, is that a sensible trade for the Senators? True. True. That's a hard I mean, thing. I yeah, I don't think the Sens would do it. If I'm the Sens, I you know, three and five's fine. It's it's a deep draft. We've known it's gonna be a deep draft for ages. It's not I was gonna say it's not the Nolan Patrick draft, but even that's not the Nolan Patrick draft, is it? It's the uh, the Nico Heacher draft. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you still get elite level players. So take take the Nolan Patrick draft for for example, three and five, Mira Heishkinen and fucking Elias Petterson. Yeah, there you go. Would you rather him or Nico Heacher? Yeah, or Nolan Patrick. I'd, I'd, rather take, yeah, I'd, rather, I'd rather have three and five than one or two. And, and that's the funny thing. And yeah, that's not necessarily the fairest draft to compare it to. But Heesher and Patrick were the clear one and two. Nobody, nobody was thinking about taking Hayskin in first overall, necessarily. Or fucking Gail McCarr or Elias Pettersson. It's the funny thing about drafts. You don't... All these players, none of them have actually played in the NHL. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> oh, no, I know. I don't want to. I mean, not. I don't, I don't know if this means anything or not. But on my NHL twenty 
create a franchise save, yeah. I did take Quentin Byfield first as I needed a centre. And he's won three cups since then, Will, uh, sort of nine years down the road. And Alexis Lafreniere has gone to Ottawa and then got traded to Washington and his career's died a death. So, I mean, make of that what you will. Or you maybe you heard it here first, uh, Lafreniere bust. I, th- I think saying. the problem with that comparison is the real NHL isn't played with injuries off, salary cap off, and trades on easy. But apart from that, how yeah, dare really, you? Really how good, dare uh? you? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> salary cap off. <laughs> Mate, I won't lie. Sometimes I play with injuries off just because if you're doing a long franchise, man, it's a fucking ball bag when like every other game it's like, oh yeah, your fucking top player's gone out with a concussion for three days. All right. I don't have injuries off, but they are set low. Yeah. But play, yeah, players still get injured. But if I wanted to play a game with super realism, super realism like that, I'd go and manage my local team. I don't want to do that. I want to have fun. So I want to see the best players playing. That said, that said, so I'm playing through my first franchise on NHL 20 now. So I finally got it. Oh yeah, congrats, congrats! Hey, you got it, didn't you? Thank you very much. Thank you. So I went for Buffalo because I thought, here we go. Let's let's have a bit of a bit of a test, bit of a bit of a muck around. You know, try and actually rebuild it, sort of thing. Yeah, I, I I didn't do an awful lot. I traded away Colin Miller and signed Dion Phaneuf for my third pairing to get a bit of left and right going. What else did I do? Oh, I traded for I traded Jeff Skinner for Jordan Stahl and other things, so I could have a second line centre and get Skinner's money off the books. Yeah, it's arguably got made my team worse. Uh, sim the season as I want to do, and uh, won the Eastern Conference <laughs> with a vanilla Buffalo Sabres team. <laughs> I'd like to that. I'd like to say that's unrealistic, but it is hockey, <laughs> so that could be very realistic. To be fair, it would be more realistic if they weren't still in the Atlantic Division. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I but think, still, I think look, the how many times we're going to talk about this? How many times are we going to talk about Vegas or the Islanders after they lose to Virus and everyone or the or the Jack Blue Jackets this season and everyone just says, well, these these teams are fucked and no, they're actually fine and actually quite good. Yeah, but this is we the, have no the, idea. This is the problem where video games are quite quite sort of sterile and clinical in a lot of ways. It just doesn't take into into account the sort of losing culture within the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yeah, that should be part of the code that's written in, shouldn't it? Just these teams always lose, just fucking accept it. <laughs> okay, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and on at Social Distance Birthday Parties. And if you can leave a five star review on iTunes or a review wherever you listen, that would be good. And as always, are brought to you and sponsored by Wave Intel. As we barrel towards a COVID ridden end of season, let Jason and his team of hard working stat beavers show you with their patented comparison charts how teams and players stack up to one another. And there is a ton of other stuff there. Wave until online and on Twitter, being smart so you don't have to. The meat. This is the uh, the meat of the show this week. The main event. That, the bit that you've the been, main event of the show this week. You've you've done all your veg, and yeah. now now it's time like, for the good bit of dinner. So right Although to be fair, when you have a Sunday dinner, okay, do you are you one of those people who eats things? Like one at a time, so you eat all your veg, then your potatoes, then like, or do you just kind of have bits going all around all the time? I think for certain things, so like, I tend to keep my my potatoes or my starch or whatever, my carbs to have with the meat. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I I think veg I'll probably do it one at a time. Sections like I'll I'll tend to do my veg before Mm. the good bit. (laughs) 
Okay, so what do you save till the end then on a Sunday dinner? Do you save anything till the end as like the last thing? To have? Like, bit of stuffing. Got to have a bit of stuffing left. Oh, mine's always a Yorkshire pudding. I always save oh, the yeah, Yorkshire yeah, pudding yeah. to the end. I, d- I find like it's, it gets so bad that I'm trying to be so conservative with my stuffing that I end up like with just an entire fucking ball of it left at the end. Like, well, I've <laughs> just got to eat this all in one now. And don't get me wrong, it's delicious, but it, it feels a bit like I've done myself out for the rest of the dinner here. How have Yorkshire puddings not caught on in America? It's insane. I don't get it. You know you know what? I don't get it. I've 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 gone on a journey with frozen Yorkshire puddings. Do you do frozen Yorkshire puddings then? We do. I, I started out being extremely anti. Like, how fucking dare you freeze the Yorkshire pudding? You know, I got all right with them. But now I've 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 come to my senses again and, and fucking no time for a frozen Yorkshire pudding. Right, yeah, but how many times do you personally actually make the fresh Yorkshire oh, puddings? Oh, fucking never in a million years. Yeah, exactly. Oh. If you're like me and you've made them before and the absolute fucking ball ache it can be, you and just buy frozen ones because you think, I'm not fucking doing that. Mate, it's fucking, it's fucking pancake batter. And then you heat up a bit of oil, then you pour it in and put it in the oven. <laughs> You're not, you're not fucking... It's so easy. What do you do then if it's so easy? Because I'm, I give them monkeys. I'm not saying it's just time for the <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not sitting at the table saying, where the fuck's my fresh Yorkshire pudding? I'm just saying. You're like putting... It's like a, it's like a wine tasting. You put the Yorkshire pudding in your mouth, can I swirl it around and go, this is fucking Aunt Bessie's. This is a disgrace. I, to be fair, Aunt Bessie's probably all right. I haven't had an Aunt Bessie's one for a while. It's the fucking. It's the Astro brand ones. I've got no time for. Oh no! Yeah, they're grim. They are grim. Oh Jesus! Fro- frozen anyway. roast potatoes. I've come round to as well. They're fucking naughty. Yeah, they're okay. They're okay. Sh- Again, depends them. on which ones you get, but they're fine. It's it's just chips in a different shape. Is all it is. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well done, Will. Well done. <laughs> yes, it is. No, but like a... They're almost like they're almost like uncut chips, aren't they? Just a bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have they you, are. Have you ever well noticed done. that petty pois are just smaller garden peas? Isn't that fucking <laughs> fucked up? You know, turkey, it's kind of like a big chicken, isn't it's it? A bit Doesn't like... that blow your mind? It's <laughs> one for you. If you, get, on. if you get a bit of raw beef mince, yeah. Yeah. And you like shape it into like a disc. Go on. It looks a little bit like a beef burger. I thought you were going to say hockey puck, but yeah, you're right. I don't, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> use I don't use meat hockey pucks. I'm, I'm a plant-based hockey puck kind of guy. <laughs> plant-based hockey pucks. I, I think it is, it is plant-based, isn't it? Brother plant. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Definitely no animal product in a hockey puck. <laughs> I don't know. Well, apart from, you know, Brent Burns' tooth sticking out of it. So I put a poll on Twitter <laughs> after the draft. Uh, this is very much like Sunday dinners, obviously. And I asked the question... Which team would be the worst to win the lottery? Either Penguins, the Leafs, the Blackhawks, and other, because for some reason you can only have four options. Uh, the Leafs got 40% of the vote, the Penguins and the Hawks got 25% each, and other got 10%. So I thought we should run through, look at every team that can win it, and see if we can find good or bad reasons for that team to win it. We'll go alphabetically. Will, do you have a bad reason for the Arizona Coyotes to oh, win no. the draft? I've got to reorder my, my list because I did it oh, by Christ. points percentage. Uh, you fucking nerd. I'm a fucking nerd. I don't care. The Arizona Coyotes, you say? Formerly the Phoenix yes. Coyotes. I don't know if you know that. It's been rumoured. A good reason, you say, for the Arizona Coyotes. I'm fucking ready now. He's... A good reason and a bad reason. What have you got? So, so, so we, we're we doing this based on the fact that it's going to be Alexi Lafreniere. He's taken first overall, yeah. 
the majority of mine are based off that, yes. Yeah, so I th- yeah I'll go with that. I, th- I think all of my, pretty much all of mine are, are directly linked to Monsieur Lafreniere. Fair enough. He's going to be a good replacement for Taylor Hall when Taylor Hall leaves in the summer. He's <laughs> a left winger. Taylor Hall's a left winger. Fucking bada bing, bada boom. Slot him straight in there on the line with, I don't know, fucking Nick Schmaltz and Brandon Richardson. This is an obvious one. I messaged Will today saying I've really struggled for some of these teams to even think of a reason why it's good or bad, let alone both reasons. I d- yeah, I, but I thought this I one definitely was just got to a... the end, and there were a couple that like had nothing in <laughs> straight across that. Yeah. Oh, I need to sort this out. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. There's a couple I've got just nothing for, or just one thing for. I, I just couldn't do all of them. I just couldn't find anything. I thought this was just a gimme, though. If the Coyotes win it, the Taylor Hall streak lives on. Unbelievably. Oh, of course, of course. Well, does it? That would be insane. Oh, it will count as well because he will still be. Well, I, I, I don't yeah. know. It depends whether he's still technically under contract by the time they do the second lottery or not. Yeah, but for the sake of the streak, you would class it. You would just say, "Well, he played there and they won, so he clearly still has the Midas touch when we're, it comes to first." Yeah, we're, we're going to count it as like a, a residual effect sort of thing. It's, <laughs> it's like he's won the Oscar posthumously. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's Pat Burns going in fucking. From beyond the he is grave. Heath Ledger's Joker in the draft. He's <laughs> just going to UFA, he's not going to die down. Depends which team he goes to, Will. It's all, oh, well, some would argue that he already has died. Oh, there it is. There, there it is. Unlucky. And that links us to my bad reason, Will, is that <laughs> and, if Alexis and, Lafreniere and goes to well. Arizona, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no one there. Alexis, you're off to the desert. The what now? <laughs> the, the what? <laughs> It's apparently a rampant COVID hotspot as well, which is just great. <laughs> it's fucking over for him. See you later. Alexis, you're off to the desert, and within two weeks you'll need a, a ventilator. Okay, brilliant. Thanks a lot. Can I can I do my <laughs> summer in Quebec, please? Can I do my summer in the Arctic? Just anywhere. Just f- fire from the desert as possible. My, my bad reason for him ending up at the Coyotes is, is slightly different, but a similar sort of idea, in that he's more likely to die in quicksand. Then he would be elsewhere. I like this is the first one, and you're already stretching out for ideas. <laughs> Again, didn't do it alphabetically. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I, stupidly, I sent you a message. I said, oh, we should do good and bad reasons for each team. And within, I'm not kidding, within 10 minutes, I'd rattled off about eight bad reasons for some teams. And then I just hit a massive brick wall. And that's when the message is then saying, yeah, I've got nothing now. Yeah, this the, is actually way harder than I thought it would be. The easy teams are fucking easy. But then it, you soon realise when you have to <laughs> you have to make two semi jokes about sixteen NHL teams. It's a great reminder of how fucking boring most of these teams are, especially where we're taking <laughs> the sixteen teams in the middle of the pack of the NHL. Like it's like you're asking oh, for God, Brad. yeah. Jesus Christ! Should we do uh, one that I know you struggled with? The Calgary Flames. I really want to know you've come up with. All right. This might be the longest team we spend uh, talking about here because I had absolutely nothing for the Calgary Flames. If he goes to the Calgary Flames, okay. If he doesn't, okay. I've got nothing for them. Nothing. I couldn't even muster up a shit joke for the Calgary Flames. And I realised today, I realised they are easily, easily the most boring Canadian team. And now, in my opinion, they could be the second most boring team in the league. Shout out to Minnesota, obviously. 
I mean, what? Seriously, what what do the Flames ever do? Ever. Good or bad. Ever. The only thing that they're good is that Matt Kachuk gets in some shit now and again. That's it. There's, there's nothing else. The Flames are so boring. Sorry, Calgary fans. I'm sure you love your team. I'm sure you're great people. You know, I'm, I'm sure you're wonderful hockey fans. You are wonderful hockey fans. You go all the time. It, it always looks full. But seriously, the Flames? I got nothing, mate. Not a single thing. They're so dull. Not not good or bad. Not nothing. Come, I'm going to like what? You've you've missed some you've missed some sitters here, I think. Please, please do. Here's a good reason. They're definitely going to trade Johnny Goudreau if they do. If they get him again, they, okay. <laughs> Johnny Goudreau's like, good though. He's good. At, at the very I enjoy least, watching Johnny Goudreau he's, play. He's very but, yeah, small, but that's but interesting. Yeah, so so you get Johnny Goudreau out of Calgary, get him up to Philadelphia or New Jersey. You're fucking laughing, aren't you? Maybe not to the Devils, but if he goes to Philly, God, don't worry about it. I would still. I, I I'm trying to imagine what happens now. If I if in my head I'm imagining my Twitter timeline. It, you know, it's Frege hearing Goudreau to capital PHI, and I just go, all right. I'm not thinking. Ooh, it would have to be an absolute blockbuster trade for me to get even slightly excited. There'd have to be something massive going back. It'd have to be a classic NHL trade. It's three players, two picks for four players and a pick. And the four players have to be players I've heard of as well. I could see it. Not so... just guys who are stuck playing in fucking Qatar or something who are still in the Flames books for some reason. <laughs> you know, fucking, it's, you've, you've got the AHL as the primary affiliate league, then the ECHL, and then little by It's not the Southern Professional Hockey League like that. No, no, no. It's the Qatari Professional Hockey League. <laughs> Just yeah, the exactly. Show, where where Akeem Alou was banished for uh, saying that Bill Peters should not be racist. It would have to be that kind of trade it's... for me to care about Johnny Gaudreau going anywhere. And that's how much that's how much Calgary has lulled me into hockey dumbness. Is that they make me not even care about Johnny Gaudreau. Here you go. Here you go. Johnny Go Ga- Johnny Gaudreau and TJ Brody plus fucking whatever <laughs> picks you want. Uh, fucking who cares? For <laughs> Shane Goss despair. And James Van yeah. Reeves, like, and picks prospects who gives a shit. Even then, I'm struggling, mate. Do, do I'm mean, struggling. Do you mean fucking even then? You haven't seen an NHL trade for fucking six months, mate, and you're turning your nose up to a fucking blockbuster. Yeah, because it's the flames. <laughs> this is <laughs> sorry. This is this is fabrication. This is fucking. This is Oscar-worthy performance art you've got here, Dan. If you, you go back, I'm just through saying, our entire back catalogue, right? If you go back through our entire back catalogue. I will bet you a million dollars that the team we've talked about the least in the history of this show combined is the Flames. I think you might be onto one there, to be honest. I can't remember as apart from apart from the other like a few months ago when it was um, fucking Makachuk and you fucking bald headed dude from Edmonton. What's his fucking name? Zach Cassian. Fight. Zach Cassian. <laughs> I can't remember his name. No, notorious bald head. Fucking Sarkassian. <laughs> that was all I remember about him was that press conference afterwards and him calling Mac a chuck like, oh, you didn't want to fight me. I just remember his bald head. He's, that was it. He's proper fucking bald though and he's Sarkassian. Yeah. God, he's a fucking... What twat. But that, I think that's the only time we've spoken about the Flames. <sighs> or, all right, to be, or, to be fair, about the head coach being a massive racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then can you can you claim that as your franchise being interested? Being interested? At least we hired a racist. Yeah, coach. exactly. <laughs> I th- I think... I'm going to say this now. Clearly, this is a joke. It's Bill Peters there that's interesting, not Calgary. 
<laughs> you're, you're more of a Bill Peters fan than you are a Calgary Flames fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least I can call him a twat and say he's a horrible human being. At least he's done something. Fucking Calgary just Calgary just sits there like on butter toast. Fucking, but then, oh, but, great. But Calgary have got like the most fucking 13-year-old designed logo in, in the history of the world. Right, it's the C, right? But it's on fucking fire, mate. Don't worry about it. I don't hate, right? I don't... I don't even. I don't hate that logo. I think as logos go, it's one of the more. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah, not not smartly designed, but you look at it and go, okay, yeah, I get it. The Calgary, the sea's on fire, flames. Cool, I get it. You know, you look at the Columbus Blue Jackets logo and you're like, they're called the Columbus Shooting Stars. I don't. What is that? <laughs> I thought there was like, already yeah, a team called the Stars. <laughs> Why is that logo that? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so that's fine, but I just honestly. They're so dull. I just, I just had a massive realization today. Just a massive realization. Before I do my bad, I feel like we would be remiss if we don't discuss this quickly about the Calgary Flames. And you were surprisingly right that we were going to do the most on the fucking Flames. <laughs> which, which is the better logo, the Calgary Flames logo or the Guildford Flames logo? <sighs> Hang on. I mean, get the Guildford Flames logo up. Got, I need a little comparison. Got, got, got have a little look, haven't we? Everyone at home, play along at home. Have a little look. Guildford play Flames. along at home, fun people. I'll, I'll give you one guess as to what their logo is. <laughs> yeah, if you're not familiar, everybody. If you've never heard of the Guildford Flames for some reason. You see, a G is infinitely more interesting than a C, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's true. It is true. You know? They've got fucking, some fucking naughty jerseys as well. And I do prefer... I, I do prefer the, the Guildford Reims. It's a darker red also. I prefer that. Arguably a maroon, I'd say. Yeah, it's close to maroon, isn't it? And Whereas I, like the Calgary ones are bright red. Because you have to make it bright because obviously there's nothing else exciting about the team. <laughs> <laughs> the only eye-catching thing. I, th- I think that's my <laughs> The problem. only eye-catching thing about a team. <laughs> that's my problem with the Guildford Flames. Though. Like, it's not... Your logo doesn't look like it's on fire. It does. It's got flames coming out the back of it still. When have you seen fucking maroon fire? I don't know. <laughs> My, uh, there you go. Only in Guildford. <laughs> Only in Guildford, yeah. On the ice. But there you go. So, just a far bonus episode on the Calgary Flames. My my bad one was that Lafreniere will have to be friends with Sean Monaghan, which is, as the Flames are, a very boring existence. Let's move on. Fucking hell. You've I, I came into this conversation not actually minding the the Calgary Flames, but we've fucking talked about them so much now that I'm done with it. Got no time for it anymore. The Carolina Hurricanes will. Who? Good or bad, you can go first. Oh, you're doing fucking alphabetical alphabetical. Jesus Christ, alright. Fucking conference jumping over here. Um good reason. Uh, plenty of cool kids to hang out with. A lot of youngsters on that yeah. team. I bet. Fun young team. I bet. It's a good market. Andre Svechnikov's you know, probably a laugh, a, isn't he? Yeah. Can add an absolute superstar to that team. That'll be good to see. Fucking I like to see I like to see new teams coming through who've had a bit of a break for a bit. It'd be good to see Carolina win it. I like that. I'll be that'd be good. for a bad reason. My bad reason. Um unfortunately he's gonna have to do the storm surge and he might not be up for that. I kinda of went something like that. I thought my concern would be the storm surge would they would try to be too exciting with the first overall pick in the team. <laughs> try, try to impress him. <laughs> Yeah, and it ends up like with him trying to shoot him out of a cannon or something like that, and it just goes disastrously wrong. Or just shoot him full stop, and it goes fucking <laughs> full on Dick Janey. It's like, ah, shit. Alexis Lafreniere's going to catch a bullet in his teeth. Let's go. <laughs> stop, Serge. Oh, he's dead. He's dead. Sorry. 
<laughs> we need to go too far. <laughs> the rest of the team shouting storm search while fucking Jordan Star shoots him in the head. <laughs> fucking <laughs> just executes him. <laughs> you want excitement? Are you not entertained? <laughs> oh, oh god. god. <laughs> right. Oh, that'd be a fucking power move, wouldn't it? I'll say. Bloody hell. Well, Jesus. Well, what's your good reason then? Oh, yeah, I'd decide the same as you. So, It'd be fun to see him playing on, you know, young team, good young, you know, like, new coach, fun to watch, exciting style, all good. Oh, who who cares about the on ice product? You'd, you'd just have good mates, wouldn't they? Yeah. They'd be, they'd, they'd be nice. Easy one, this. The Blackhawks. You're, uh, you're going to see a lot of him, aren't you? I'll say. Gonna, we'd get we'd get Lefrenier fatigue. Fuck it, verbatim. I've got mad exposure, baby. Mad exposure. You would get mad. I've exposure. got. This is all we need. The second Black Hawks wave coming towards us with another elite winger to drive them forward. Oh, Let's hope this one doesn't spend too much time in taxis. Or anywhere, really. You can't be trusted. Or anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. My my bad reason would be that Stan Bowman would probably keep his job, <laughs> and I don't think that's good for anyone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then for the Black Hawks, my good reason would be it would be good for the league to have a common enemy again, as they would then get the next 17 outdoor games just to see what Lafreniere can do in snow or something like that. <laughs> what can he do in like, testing him in a fucking variety of, of climates? Yeah. That's what hey, after the fourth Black Hawks, after the fourth consecutive Black Hawks outdoor game, they'd have to start thinking of reasons why they want them still on the TV. You can't just say, well, Lafreniere plays for them. He's the first overall pick, so... No, then it's got to be like, oh, what could you do if it was snowing? What could you do if it was cold and sunny? Oh, you know, we've got to find reasons to get him out there and on TV every fucking six months outdoors. What does he look like with eye black on his cheeks? Yeah. <laughs> what if his hair goes a bit icy? What a, happened then? A beanie on top of his helmet during warm-ups. We all want to see that. I did find out. Do you know if the Hawks win, it would be exactly the same odds that they had last year when they went from 12th to 3rd? Is it so? So on the odds, yeah, yeah. Now for the second fucking draw, yeah. Everyone's yeah. got everyone's got equal odds, yeah. Which to me, a little bit weird. Why? Yeah, I think yeah, I see what you're saying. Actually, do you know what I mean? Like, because 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 if we're saying that the playing round ain't the playoffs, and then it's just deciding who gets in the playoffs, you still have a situation where yeah, you know, the Penguins had a far better regular season than. If I still had it in points percentage wise, I'd I'd know the the Montreal like so in theory if the Penguins and the Montreal Canadiens are are both in the in the redraft the Canadians should have a higher chance again really yeah you're right they could have yeah they could have fudged the percentages a little bit couldn't they maybe not make it so so much of a difference but, but yeah you're right but enough that because because again it's, as we've exposed time and time again Dan the regular season does not matter and nobody thinks that it does matter I. No, not not even the NHL themselves <laughs> repeatedly just admit, yeah, it's it's just it's just to keep people busy, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it is. Do we do we know what massive massive TV ratings the NHL got for deciding to do the draft when they did instead of just waiting until the season finished? Have the numbers come in yet? Are the numbers so big? Are they still calculating them? No, that they caught all those lapsed sports fans. Yeah, I think they're waiting for because they used to have. Um, do you know when when the PS3 came out? I think yeah. the army were running like a supercomputer based based around a bunch of PS3s. Do you ever hear yeah. about that? Yeah, that's that's what the NHL were doing, but they've been shut down. Uh, okay, so they're they're trying to work out how to do it now. But on, I think maybe what it 
I think maybe what it is is that there isn't a calculator big enough to show all the numbers for all the people watching that were just so desperate for sports that they decided to watch the NHL draft. All, all the calculators in the NHL head office being used by Bill Daly. And he's saying, no, you can't, <laughs> you, you can't delete that calculation. It's very important to me. It's very so, important. Bill, they, they all say 5,808. No, 58,008. There you go. I knew you were going to say that then. Oh, no, of course. Such a what, why not? Why not? On the subject... The Columbus... No, no, no oh, I, I do just want to get this in there. On the subject of the draft lottery show and Bill Daly yeah. specifically, I'm not I'm not like a TV guy. I'm not like a programme director or any of that bullshit. Tell me more. But I've watched, I've watched a bit of telly in my time, Dan. At least a couple of hours of yeah, television. Yeah. Specifically... Reality television, which is what this is. It's reality TV, isn't it? It's basically the same as the X Factor when you're like, right, and the winner of X Factor is eight minutes later. It's fucking little mix. Don't worry about it. What the fuck is Bill Daly doing saying, oh, Catherine's happened to give me eight cards. That means one of the mystery teams is in the top three. It's like, mate, what What the fuck are you doing? He's just (laughs) fucking giving the game away straight away and he does not need to do that. I thought you were going to say, because you've watched reality TV, before they do the last card, or the second to last card, you want Bill Daly's wife to come on and go, Bill, I want a divorce. And you have to go, <laughs> what? <laughs> like that. Yeah, <laughs> Just fucking, real drama. Fucking, I'm talking reality TV, not like Spanish novella television. <laughs> <laughs> the Columbus Blue Jackets will. Do you know what? Go on. I think it's good for Columbus, because they really can't lose now. Because either... In some people's minds, they giant kill again, like they did last year, or they get a shot at a franchise winger. And I think people would be happy to see Columbus after the season they had, and after last season when they went all in and did amazing, that there maybe you know there'd be a bit of reward there for them for really grinding and trying their hardest this year and not just folding and not just folding. I, th- I think it's amazing that as all in as Columbus went last year, they've still got this pick. It's mad. It's, it's, that's, I'm not going to say good GMing, but a decent bit of foresight for old Yarmo there. Maybe he knew. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> Maybe he knew to be in a massive virus outbreak and he had, he had the inside track somehow. But to be fair, though, like you, he probably did know. He probably thought, right, if I'm going this all in and then they're likely going to leave, next season is going to be shit. So we're going to yeah, true. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're pick. right, actually, yeah. Like, if you thought yeah, that Actually, way. yeah, everyone thought the Columbus Blue Jackets would have a chance at the first overall pick, just not like this. Yeah, yeah, not in not in the least likely scenario. Yeah, not in a weird roundabout way. I think I think the good thing well, you you touched on it a little bit. They they kind of deserve it, don't they? Panarin and Popovsky walk out and probably deserve an, a nice little make you feel a bit better about that. I had nothing. I had nothing bad for the Blue Jackets. I uh, I had something bad for Lafreniere for for if the Blue Jackets get the pick, and that's the fact that he will have to wait until two thousand and twenty seven before he can leave as a UFA, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, that's go. good. I like that. There you go. He gives and he takes away, ladies and gentlemen. The Edmonton Oilers. People, who's... if you need me to tell you why it's bad <laughs> that the Edmonton Oilers <laughs> win this lottery, then you are to set fire to your jersey with yourself in it, okay? The, the, the only club that I had two bad reasons for... <laughs> The, the first one being that the hockey world would explode. And the second is that even if all that happens, Lafreniere still won't find any success at that cursed, cursed franchise. That was kind of my good reason. 
which was that it would be quite funny that in five years Lafreniere gets traded to an average team for a very average D-man. <laughs> Fucking Kevin Ball has been traded from the New Jersey Devils <laughs> for Alexis Lafreniere. <laughs> Oh, it's history repeating itself all over I'm again. I'm fucking buzzing for it. And they can't win it, dude. They had four. They had four first overall picks in the last decade. <laughs> they can't start again with another one. They can't. Have um, have you got a good reason? Or... Yeah, that was it. It'd be quite funny to see them ruin him, and then he leaves and goes to a very average team in, in a trade <laughs> okay. for a very, a very average D man. That was my funny reason. That was not good for them. It's good for me because it's funny. My my good reason would be that finally, finally, the Edmonton Oilers catch a break in the draft lottery. <laughs> finally, because <laughs> they they deserve it, don't they? That's true. That is true. After thirty years of hurt, they deserve a bit of a break. <laughs> no, no more, no more need for dreaming, Dan. No, no money for dreaming. The uh, the Florida Panthers will. <laughs> I'd, sorry, I'd forgotten what I'd written. <laughs> um, as far as I'm aware, I'm excited now. Mister Lafreniere is a is a single man. He's a is a young singleton in the, okay. in the Greater Quebec area. Therefore, where the fuck is this going? He does not have to worry about predatory remarks from Mike Hoffman <laughs> and his fiance. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You can safely sign in Florida thinking I'll probably be alright. Fuck you now. Don't forget people, this is a big this is a big don't forget episode of how bad things this is a big don't forget people episode. are. Bloody hell. There you go. You got you got a better reason than that? Well I had I had kind of uh, one bad hand one one backhanded good reason and then a legit good reason. The legit good reason might be that if Lafreniere can propel Florida to the heights that people think they should be at every single year, we will actually then get a decent Tampa-Florida rivalry, which yes, would be good. That, would be, that good. would be good. That would be good. My backhanded good reason I think I know where this would is going. be that at least Lafreniere can work on his game without worry about being jeered by the fans, because obviously there wouldn't be any there. So he can work on his game without any pressure. So that's good, but also kind of bad. You won't, you won't be on telly, and there'll be 35 people watching you at every home game. <laughs> It's the perfect place to learn your trade, it's Alexis. Fucking, There's no pressure at all. It's like an, like an open, <laughs> open practice three times a week. What more do you want? It's, it's like going... You know how they say going to the NCAA is better for a prospect's development? Yep. It's just like that, really. Yeah, just the same as that. The uh, the Minnesota Wild oh, did you? I've got a bad reason for the for the Panthers. Have you, have you got a bad Yeah, one? like I said, it was, it was a... It was a a oh, backhanded oh, okay. good yeah, reason yeah, yeah. that's actually really a bad reason. Bad reason. Okay, yeah, I, I get you. Well, that we'd never see him. I've, I've, I've got a sincere bad reason in in that I think getting Lafreniere. Like, Florida aren't a bad team on paper at the moment, but and getting Lafreniere would would push them into potentially being a, a good team or even a very good team. But he would be yeah. stuck in a division where he still can't succeed no matter how good. He makes this team. <laughs> There'll be four teams that have to fucking leapfrog to get there. Fantastic point. The uh, the Minnesota Wild. <sighs> they probably deserve it, unfortunately. Cause, yeah, cause they, genuinely, yeah. <laughs> it would be good if they finally get a grade A bona fide star for what is a genuine hockey-loving market. You can finally dethrone Marion Gabrick as the, uh, the franchise's <laughs> best ever player. 
That's <laughs> so true. And the bad reason, of course, would be see previous answer for Florida. It's like, <laughs> all right, he's gone to Minnesota. Well, that'll be him for another... I guess we'll see him in about five years then. See you later. My, my bad reason is he would fall victim to the Minnesota Wild brain slug disease and just become <laughs> the most bland thing that's ever walked to the face of the earth. Yeah, Blandy Blanderson. That's what they call him. The, uh, the Montreal Canadiens. My bad reason is that if it's one thing the Canadians need, it's another winger hey. that they will then try and force into centre. Just to ruin it. Yeah, talk about a fucking team who has too many wingers. Exactly. Doesn't doesn't <laughs> that's that's why we didn't remember because Mark Bergeron has convinced us that they're all centres. He's convinced us Jonathan Drouin was a centre all the time. Well, what do you mean, Max Domi's always played centre? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's true, that's true. There's the right, there's the Byfield question for the Canadians. An actual bona fide, legit centre. Who plays centre? Who knows how to play centre? you take Byfield at first if the Canadians win it? No, as fucking... The, the, some are good reason is that the French kid gets to play in fucking France. And why the fuck would France say no to a French superstar? Especially, especially for a black guy. Like, it's not going <laughs> to fucking happen, is it? You did not just say that. I fucking did, I fucking did. As if, as if the Montreal Canadiens hockey club in the National Hockey League are going to say no to a French-Canadian superstar to take a fucking ethnic minority player. Like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen in a million years. I wouldn't be surprised if Byfield doesn't get fucking drafted. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Shit. I'm laughing because it's so scarily true. Byfield's going to drop to fucking 18th overall. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Fucking is. Oh, It'll be even worse if Bergevin finds out Byfield's parents are Russian. Christ. <laughs> Some, somehow. <laughs> well, that was, that was oh. fucking the Kiba Lou's problem, wasn't it? Well, yeah, you're right. Fuck you now. Jesus, we've seen this story before, haven't we? But no, they're definitely going to... Well, they're... <laughs> it's, that's the perfect storm of teams who are definitely... who need a centre and are still going to take Lafreniere first overall. Because <laughs> he's French. And everyone's a centre. he's French. <laughs> Isn't he from Montreal? I think he's from Quebec City. Maybe. Oh, is it Quebec City? Okay. I'm, I'm only saying that because that's the only other place in Quebec that I know. <laughs> Hang on, one second. Let me just quickly check. Well, well, well. He's from yeah. he's from Saint Eustache in Canada, which yes, which is he was in Montreal. There you go. Oh, would you look at that? My bad reason for the Saint Eustache native Alexis Lafreniere going to the Montreal Canadiens is that if he has a Hughesian rookie season yeah he will unfortunately quit hockey forever and uh potentially turn to drugs alcohol <laughs> loose women fast cars you know the story he's gonna james dean it up basically yeah, but what but what's the what's the bad thing that would happen then oh um yeah because he wouldn't have to play hockey anymore and that's probably, exactly probably a good thing. in montreal no i've just got two good reasons then sorry i've confused you there you are right that is a that is a, a a little scary side reason. Not massively scary. It's a little scary side reason is that you're sending a first overall pick, a French-Canadian boy from Montreal going first overall to Montreal in a draft that should have been in Montreal and he's going to have to live with the pressure of that. It's got fucking... Like a young kid. It's, it's, Jesus. It's Alexandre Daig written all over, isn't it? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Like, we haven't... I know, I know Jakubov fucking flamed out, but I reckon... 
there's a chance for that Lafreniere, for no reason at all, could be a proper, proper beautiful bust. Oh, you're calling it now. You're calling it now. Yeah, why not? I've I've made plenty of bad predictions in the past that have turned out to be completely wrong. Yeah, he's gonna bust. He's gonna bust fucking hard. It's true. Do you know what? People remember the people only remember the ones that are right, don't they? Was it a, a, a wise man once said who who whose other work I will not mention for fear of losing listeners to it? Um, good takes never last, and bad takes never die. Dan, that was kind of my good reason. Is that it is kind of cool. If a lad from that market goes first up, go, a lad who was born there goes first overall to that market in the draft that should have been held where he's from. Yes, it is. That's kind of a, that, a perfect stumble of things cool. coming together. It's, it's Shiro going back to Newcastle, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's cool. It's, it's Fat Frank. It's, it's fucking whatever you want. Like, it's Stevie Gerrard. That's what it is. Bring his name up, please, on this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. sorry I keep, keep. See, the thing is, I, I forget that. The, the Scottish Premier League exists. That's it. I, th- I think, not do this. I think, okay. I think more about the Blue Square Premier than I do the Scottish Premier. How are Forest Green Rovers doing this season? Who knows? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I've got to support someone else. I need to cry. I'm not going to cry. All right. I don't care that much. I, to be fair, I'd rather you be a Celtic fan than a United fan, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. My parents are both United fans. Yeah, I was, so so I was, was going to say you'd have to be a United fan if you were. The uh, the New York Islanders. The... I I linked the 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 good reason for the Islanders with Preds, which oh, was that yeah. neither team really has a grade A megastar, and I think it'd be kind of cool Fucking... if one of those markets did have that. Due due respect to Matt Barzell, come on. Yeah, but he's not that. He's not that level. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, first five names that always get mentioned in who would you take if you could build a team? There's always the first five guys that get picked. I, I will again. And I think it'd be cool if... Go on. I'll refer you to what we said earlier about this kid hasn't touched the fucking ice yet. I know, but we can all make crazy predictions. That's <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> fair enough. You're, you are allowed. Yeah, you're going bust. I'm going... Next, McDavid. There we go. The French. <laughs> You've gone one way. I'll go the other, just to balance us out. Fucking that way, French that way, the podcast will be right. No, yeah, no matter what, we put it covered. And hey, you know, a good thing would be about the Islanders. Let's be honest. If the Islanders get Lefrenier and he is that guy who propels them to a cup, wouldn't it be funny if the Islanders get a cup before Pajama Boy? Wouldn't that be funny? That yeah, that would be funny. That'd be very funny. There you go. You see, there's something. That's the thing. If you if if you have a, if you don't have any allegiance to any teams, you can enjoy any part of the NHL, really, can't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, I still I still enjoy as much as I enjoy for Bruins' success. I enjoy the misery of other teams, maybe more. <laughs> arguably you know? more so. I think I think my ultimate yeah, game, arguably more so as a hockey fan. But the 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 best outcome really is is for it all to stop and everybody to be unhappy. <laughs> I want every team to be miserable. <laughs> Did you have a, a good reason for the Islanders? I, I do actually. I do. Um, fortunately, you know, not to not to disparage the young man before he sets foot on on an, a sheet of NHL quality ice, but I'd imagine that Lou Lamorello is going to hook him up with a quality barber and get him a nice clean haircut. That is true. That is true. Can't fucking don't see any other teams on this list who are going to give him a fucking quality cut, do you? No, I mean, Lefrenier's walking around like a fucking hippie at the moment. I don't even know what he's thinking. I'd, I'd it's, imagine it's a shambles. 
<laughs> it's, it's an absolute shambles. I watched the uh, the Simpsons episode with the the baseball players. Baseball, Fuck one you. of the best episodes of not just not just Simpsons cartoons, one of the best episodes of television ever. ever. Get rid of those side, sideburns, Mattingly. Lafreniere. I told you to trim those sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! My bad news for the Islanders is related to the Sens, Ooh, and this is kind of crazy. But do you know if the Islanders there. win this, it could have been the Sens pick? No, because Jean Gabriel Pajot goes to the Islanders at deadline, and he costs them a first to the Sens, and that first was lottery protected. Oh, oh! And if the Islanders hadn't done that, the Sens would have had another chance at first overall could in I, this draft. Could, could, could have had first, third, and fifth. Can you imagine, mate? I'm getting fucking excited, even even though I know it's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm excited, even though that's actually already happened and not actually a possibility. Just, just thinking but about still, it, still, even the thought—that's a titillating the thought of that. Fucking oh, one day, what if I die without seeing the team pick one and two overall? I'll fucking kill myself. I know we've got a good what we've got like forty years. It's got to happen at some point, I hasn't I, it? I mean, I've the, got, the stars have to align. I'd like to think I'm going to live past sixty-seven. You won't know, Will. Sorry. Oh, fair enough. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> and now I'll have to see to it that you don't. <laughs> Quite fair. If there's ever a, ever a prediction that you've got or an issue fucking comes to light. Yeah. You better start sleeping one eye open, mate. <laughs> I've got, again, I've got, I've got four years. To, true, I, true. I've got to hope that you're going to procrastinate on this, on this prediction. Yeah, not just fucking. Oh, but I'll do it quicker. Jet, jet it over to my house to murder me at the weekend. <laughs> Fuck, I've got, I've got that now. <laughs> did, did you? Uh, the, I've got. Did I, you have a bad reason for the island? Oh, I, I, I do. The, the the bad news for for Monsieur Lafreniere if he gets picked by the New York Islanders is that um, he will not be playing any hockey. For <laughs> they do not have an arena. It's true. He won't. He won't have the bonus excuse of flaming out of Montreal, which gives him, you know, reason to turn to the drink and the drugs and the seedier side of life. He will just be homeless. I said before about him going to Chicago playing outdoor games. If he goes to the Islanders, all he'll play is outdoor games because they'll have to play on a pond or something. Fuck <laughs> just a lake. <laughs> in, the, in the car park of Nassau Coliseum in his fucking trainers. <laughs> He's just playing street hockey. It's not even ice hockey. Just on the on the concrete. <laughs> Jumpers for goalposts, mate. Jumpers for goalposts. Ooh, football, isn't it? Marvellous. With fucking Lou on the sidelines. Like, ah, back in my day, we didn't have ice, we didn't have sticks, we didn't have... And we sure as fuck didn't have sideburns. <laughs> Trim those sideburns, Alexis. <laughs> All right. The uh, the New York Rangers, Will. It's, it's similar to, uh, to the... Uh... To the Chicago Blackhawks, I've written here, mad exposure, baby. Because <laughs> genuinely, right, I I thought will. about all of these teams, and which team I would want to win it. I want the Rangers to win it more than any other team. Did I put the Rangers in that bracket of teams that I don't really care about? Do you know what it was? I as soon as as soon as I can't remember who did it, but when when they sent the letter out to fans saying yeah. we're going to rebuild. We're going to suck for a couple of years. Sorry, but we have to do this to turn this around. And they have done it perfectly. This has so far been the absolute perfect rebuild. They went full rebuild, no fucking around, traded loads of play- traded loads of players, got a ton of first overall picks. Then they go to free agency, bring in an absolute difference maker, an elite difference maker, who should win the Hart Trophy in my opinion. And 
they have a cup-chasing goalie in his last season. And the hockey gods may speak on this one for the better this time. The, and I hope they do. The only thing I don't like about what the Rangers have done as far as their rebuild is that letter. That letter shouldn't have been, sorry, but we have to do this. It should have been, we're going to do this, and if you don't like it, fuck off. That's, yeah, because that really works in the real world, doesn't it? Well, I'm, I'm just saying it would have been pretty fucking cool if they did. It's a fair point. It's just like three words, rebuild or die. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. What else are we going to do? To rebuild, what are you going to do? Because the Rangers lack of success, they're really not overexposed, are they? I don't think they but, are. But you always hear that thing of like, oh, you want the New York teams to be relevant. You want the Rangers to be relevant. You want the Knicks to be relevant. You want the the Giants to be relevant. Like, Yeah, but the funny thing is, and this is a this is a not a secret, but all the New York teams fucking suck. New York as a as a sports market is atrocious. It's atrocious, considering what they have at their disposal, and they have eight teams in the four major sports. The fucking shit. But none of them, none of them have like superstars, though, do they? Yeah, but that's what, yeah, but as I'm saying though, they're not overexposed. Then people are talking about the New York team should be good and blah blah blah. Yeah, maybe they sh- yeah they should be good, but they're all terrible. Every sport, every sports New York team is bad, considering what they have at their disposal. And um, apparently, that you know, New York's this magical, mythical place. Yeah, like and they, they just, never, yeah, they it isn't. never really attract the free agents. That... Yeah, exactly. Why do you think LeBron LeBron could have gone to the Knicks? And he's like, I'm not fucking going to New York. Are you mad? Why the fuck would I go there? Yeah, but that's <laughs> I'm going to LA. That's the Knicks, though, especially. Like, <laughs> I think oh in, yeah, in my limited basketball knowledge, the Knicks is like going to fucking the centers. <laughs> I mean, that is true. But even even the Yankees and and you know, this absolute storied franchise, maybe the you know easily the most well known baseball team in the world. I've won a World Series in an absolute fucking dog's age. Oh, like Od- Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, did he get traded or did he leave in free agency? Yeah, he went to the Brown. He went to, got traded to the Browns. Oh, traded. Oh, fair enough. Cleveland. I thought he left in yeah. free agency. So that's, that's no. fucked up if you pick the Browns over the Giants. Fucking hell. Jets haven't won a Super Bowl since 67. What's that, what's that year? What's that, what's that ringing a bell? The Mets are an abs- The Mets are an abs- like a laughing stock of baseball. And then the Rangers and the Islanders have not... What, Rangers was 94? Islanders was 83? Something like that. Yeah, but the Islanders, to be fair, like, they are fucking... When they did it, they did it properly. Yeah. The only team that's been any good is the Giants. But even the Giants are terrible now. But, and so and I mean. this is all the point, like, if they get if they get Lafrentier, they're going to fucking, like, promote him out of the fucking arse. Yeah. But, that's, but again, that's, that's, fair, that's fair enough. I don't, I don't think they're overexposed. I really don't. I think that'll be fine. And I don't... I'm so... I'm so up for the Rangers doing it because they went proper full rebuild and didn't do like, a, you know, some teams are saying, no, we'll, we'll do a rebuild on the fly or we'll do a soft rebuild. They went, no, fuck it, full rebuild, we're doing it. I hope it works out for them. And for that, I've not even got, I've not even got a bad reason for the Rangers. I think I do. Yeah, so, so the bad reason is their second best player, well, their current best player, Artemi Panarin, don't know if you've heard of him. He's, uh, he's also a left winger. So you Sort of by default, not going to be able to play with the only other good player on your team. But you wouldn't need to, would you? If Lefrenier no. is as good as I'm as I say he's going to be in my wild prediction, <laughs> then it's fine. You yeah. just have two fucking unreal left wingers who can dominate the league. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's not as bad a problem as yeah having to fucking play in Minnesota or whatever. Yeah, exactly. My Preds takes, unfortunately, are mired in other teams, which was 
the good is that the Preds don't really have a megastar. They have a ton of good players, but no actual elite player. And, and Nashville is a good hockey market. I think they, you know, I think the fans deserve to have a, another shot at a cup. I think the fans did great there. Smashville was awesome. I enjoy the energy and stuff when they play. And the bad reason was the same as a few of the teams was just, just like, yeah, Nashville, okay. Yeah, my my good reason is that at least he's not going to Minnesota. And <laughs> the bad reason is, is he probably won't outlive David Poyle. So there you go. You win some, you lose some. The Pittsburgh Penguins. Never, never heard of them. Never heard of them. So good reason. The Penguins were the first one I thought of. Is it because they were fifth in the league? Who's to say? Who's to say? So the good reason is, that, and, and and sincerely, I know a lot of this, and a lot of any of our content is very tongue-in-cheek and sarcastic, but if Lafreniere yeah. goes to the Penguins, that extends Crosby's relevancy by however long. Because oh, there's yeah. going to be there's going to be that next wave of genuinely really good player. Not, you know, no disrespect to like your Patrick Hornquist's, your fucking Jason Zuckers or whatever. Lafreniere is a fucking on on the tier of Crosby and Malkin, and there therefore is going to drag them a bit further than they potentially could do without another player of their level that's significantly younger than they are. So I think that would be really good. That would be a really good thing. Um, the the again sincerely potentially bad reason is when they come to have to pay Lafreniere if they select him I could easily see it ending up like those dark days between 2009 and 2016 where they had fucking nobody around Crosby and Morgan because they were in cap hell so that is a proper swings and roundabouts thing I had the same good reason for you and Christ I had the same good reason as you and then I also thought it would what better place for a seemingly generational talent to go, then you can actually see the guy who has done it all already mm-hmm. and have him guide you. And for well, Lefrenier to be able to pick Crosby's brain and say, what did you do in this situation? How do I handle this? Who better? Who better to guide him? Not, you know, I, I think that would be a good thing. Not only, and that's, that's Sid, who's an Eastern Canada guy who played for Ramuski Oceanic, as Lefrenier does, and then even further... Yeah. The fucking owner is Mario Lemieux, who is the fucking French Canadian superstar. Like, I, d- I don't think of Crosby as French Canadian because he's from fucking what's that place called Nova Scotia. But yeah, you, Scotia. you combine fucking living legend Crosby and still technically living, but you know older legend Mario Lemieux. That's that's a hell of a combination, isn't it? And then my bad reason, it, it's too obvious, but you get to go from Crosby to Lafreniere. That's bullshit. Come on, I mean that is just bullshit. It's not. It's not <laughs> in really a, on, is it? It's not on in a, in a season where, like you say, the Penguins shouldn't even have a chance at sniffing first overall. And and in twenty eighteen, in twenty eighteen, I remember this vividly. People were saying, "Get ready for Alexis Lafreniere in twenty twenty. That's the guy. That's who oh, everyone's yeah. going to be chasing when it when the time comes around." And then you know you had to go to the fucking Penguins. Like, come on, man. That's just not right. It's just not right. Well, it's like now, if we're looking a couple of years in the future, fucking Shane Wright ends up going to the Oilers or the Lightning or whatever, like... Yeah, yeah. Or the Bruins. Well, I don't know if you've heard of this team or not either. The uh, they, they sometimes get mentioned around certain parts of the media. The uh, the Maple Leafs, who ply their trade in Toronto. Is that the team that... Uh, it's the Marley's parent club, isn't it? Yeah, the Marley's, yeah, the Marley's uh, parent team. Yeah, yeah I, that's, I, that's I, I'm familiar with them. The only good... <laughs> 
only good thing I could think of for this was outside here. So it's a bit late to mention this, but we did set a little bit of a ground rule of we can't just say he will play with good players and be in the playoffs, yeah. and that will be cool because that's obvious for a lot of these teams, especially the Toronto. Yeah, surely they've got to trade fucking somebody if they pick him. <laughs> surely. Surely somebody. This is my good news. The good news is, is seeing Kyle Dubas with his fucking Excel spreadsheets and work out how to pay four forwards ten million plus and stay under the cap. Five forwards. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> fucking five of them. Fifty million dollars wrapped up in five players, like with a with a cap that's going to be flat for the next two years, and you know basically flat for the next five. How are you going to fucking pull that on, Kyle? You fucking nerd. <laughs> My bad reason is blindingly obvious, and you want to talk about the fucking media in Montreal, at least that doesn't seep out into my daily life of reading things about hockey. The fucking media around Toronto, if they get Lafreniere as well. And then, when it comes time to do his fucking contract, I can't do it again in three... I need need a good ten-year break, Will from Maple Leaf contract discussions. I can't do it again in three years. I just can't. Always. It's June 2023 and Lafreniere doesn't have a new contract. It's like two minutes to five o'clock and we're still going, shit, what's happening? It's fucking December 1st. Like, oh, oh, here we go. Oh, no, he's signed. I can't do it again. Not on the same vein, but it's sort of the antithesis to they've got to trade somebody. It's that... If he does sign, if he does get picked there in Toronto, it's probably going to keep more defensemen of a very poor quality in the league because <laughs> the Leafs are going to have to pay really shit D men to play D for them when they're paying fifty million for five fucking forwards. <laughs> They've got shit. Yeah, they'd have like, oh my god, they'd have thirty million left. Fucking for Ron... six D men, two goalies, it's a. Uh... Seven other forwards. A forty-two-year-old Ron Hainsey is coming back for seven hundred k to be a first pair of D man with Morgan Riley. Oh god, not going to be good for. Uh, it's not going to be state good. Not going to be good in this league. Two more to go. The Vancouver Canucks. I had a kind of like the Rangers. Really, I, I wouldn't mind the Canucks getting it at all because I think after they have tried to build through the draft and they've been kind of messed over by the lottery the past few years where they've lost. Like the last three years, they've lost spots every year. Mm. I mean, it has. It's not. <laughs> I mean, they've got been too they've bad got for them. And fucking Quinn Hughes out of it, so they haven't done too. I was bad, gonna say it's worked out okay, but I think for a team that's tried to again rebuild the right way through the draft and building up players and getting them going, I, I think they'd maybe deserve a shot at the first overall. And I think you know, you give me a team of like you know Hughes, Besser, Pettersson, Lafreniere, and like the rest of them. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be excited to see that. Very excited. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I've got, I've got the. Yeah. You know, here comes the fucking British Columbia dynasty. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and yeah, so I thought I didn't, I didn't have a bad reason for the Canucks. My um, my bad reason is the games are too late. That's a really good point. Th- actually, three a.m. Really European puck drops. Fucking get out of here! I'm not having that. Yeah, Christ. I, d- I don't want to have to wait until overtime in a playoff game to watch Lafreniere <laughs> before work. Yeah, same here. I don't want to have to wait till I'm sat at Manchester Airport catching my very early flight and going, oh shit, the playoffs are on. I can watch it now. Brilliant. Like I did with the fucking uh, William Carlson that time. I, d- I, d- <laughs> I don't want to contract insomnia in order to watch Lafreniere play 16 minutes a night. That's the yeah, third that's line left true. wing. That's not, that's not what I'm here for. That's a really good point. And then finally, of course, the Winnipeg Jets. 
So my good reason is they could trade him for a D-man. And, uh, or two, maybe. At least one. And uh, the the bad news is that they won't. I thought you were going to say, the bad news is that they do. The two D-men are really good, but after a year they go, why well, am I here again? <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving. Yeah. I don't like it. Either that or it's another fucking Neil Pionk. They trade him for fucking Steve Santini. And like... <laughs> A second round pick. Mine would my bad reason was that would Lafreniere become one of those players that you forget is actually really good, like Blake Wheeler or like Nick Ehlers. Well, fucking Patrick, Whereas Patrick Liner, Liner, like Patrick Liner, yeah, like lists come out every year, and it's you know who are the you know who are the best at this, who are the best at that, and then I go, oh yeah, Blake Wheeler, oh he's really good, isn't he? I always forget about Blake he, Wheeler. He plays hockey, and that should be the same with Lafreniere. Shit, he's awesome, and I'd be the same. It's a. It'll be a damn shame. What's What's your good reason though? My good reason is I. I think uh, kind of a couple of teams like this, but Winnipeg is a fantastic hockey market. Great fans. It'd be awesome to see them have a really good run in the playoffs. It's been spoken about a million times. They've never won a cup. They've never got. I'd like to see Winnipeg, in my lifetime, get to a final. I'd like to see teams get there that have not been there before. Yeah. You know, if my team can't win it, I want to see a team win it that's not won it in a dog's age. And I th- or, or ever, and I think it'd be cool for the Jets to do that. And I think you know, like I say, there's a few teams I think whose whose fans deserve uh, a, a real legitimate shot. And as we, I think I mentioned this to you on message or maybe I didn't, but for the job that Paul Maurice has done this year and the way Connor Hellebuck's played, I think both those men deserve a little bit of a reward at the end of this season. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I think I think Connor Hellebuck at the very least deserves to pick Lafreniere first overall. Don't know about the rest of them. Do you have a good reason or not? No, my, my good one is they could trade him for a demon. Oh, see. <laughs> I thought that was your bad reason. No, well, no, the bad reason was that they won't. And they'll still they'll be in the same position next year. And Connor Hellebuck will die oh, of a heart enough. attack. Yeah. Or he just like he'll get some kind of new disease called joint rust or something like that, <laughs> where he just seizes up. He just seizes up like an old gate. Like, it's just rusted. Like the fucking tin man in in uh <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's just doing so much work. His body just starts to just seize. He just can't. can't like he has frozen body. It's not frozen shoulder. He gets frozen can't, body. Can't fucking do this anymore. I'm I'm tapping out, Connor. <laughs> See you later. Just can't move. <laughs> all right, there we go. That was your rundown of all t- all the teams, everybody. Make make, I, uh, make your own decisions as to who is the based based on our reasoning, who is the most deserving of Alexis Lavrenia. It's definitely not the Flames. Yeah. Now let's not forget the least deserving, which is the flames. <laughs> there we go. Okay, everybody. Thank you for listening. Will, any last words? No, I've, I've got nothing left. Yeah, me either. That went on way longer than I thought it would. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Take care. Peace. Peace.